0: You're listening to a
1: podcast from 702.
0: 702. Family Matters.
1: And today we are discussing sibling relationships. Unhealthy sibling relationships and how you navigate that. Like I've said two hours ago, not everyone enjoys the benefit that comes with supporting siblings, right? Supportive siblings. There are siblings that just don't get along for whatever reason. Maybe it's jealousy. It could be favoritism at home that led to that unhealthy relationship. It could be that phenomena of the golden child versus the black sheep of the family. Maybe it's the lack of parental maturity. Maybe it's sibling abuse, bullying. It could be anything. So how do you navigate that? And I want to know how you've navigated unhealthy sibling relationships. Do you try and resolve that? Do you cut them off? Because that doesn't solve it, right? The siblings you don't get along with, is that the best solution? If they are toxic or they've been bullish, do you cut them off? Because you're always going to carry that burden with you. So how have you dealt with it? Huh? How have you navigated a situation where you have unhealthy, an unhealthy relationship with your siblings? And what can parents do to intervene and if you are a parent that's once intervened when there's toxicity among siblings when the relationship is unhealthy how do you do it maybe you can give other parents who are dealing with the same situation some tips 011 883 0702 you can call with your experiences or send a whatsapp voice note on 072 702 1702 dr Demakatsa maboya is a clinical psychologist who is going to guide us through this discussion. Dr. Maboya, thank you so much for making time. Hi.
0: Thank you. Hello, Clement, and hello to your listeners.
1: So when we talk about an unhealthy sibling relationship, what are we talking about?
0: I think we are talking... Let's look at what health is for me as a psychologist. Psychological health for me is about two emotions. Is if we... Experience the relationship is he- is healthy if we experience happiness in it 80 to 90 percent of the time, or if there is calmness or harmony 80 to 90 percent of the time. So unhealthy then will then mean if there if there is a certain relationship where we are not enjoying that level of happiness and calmness. Mm, mm. And the relationship is strained. Yeah. Uh, yeah or uh, you know the tension
1: uh for whatever reason yeah what are some of the reasons other reasons that give rise to this unhealthy relationship among siblings or this toxicity among siblings I, I mentioned earlier that sometimes it's you know when you are jealous of of your siblings sometimes it's when the parents have shown favoritism towards this particular sibling and you start you know, having this hatred towards them because you feel Mm -hmm. they are responsible for you not being favored or always being regarded as, you know, second class, so to speak.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I was listening to you saying how do parents intervene. I think Mm -hmm. in a family system when sibling rivalry exists, because siblings are obviously a subsystem of a bigger family system parents are, always, are often implicated. So <laughs> although they could intervene, but they're often, you know, also um, unknowingly or knowingly contributing. But let's go to some of the causes of sibling you know, rivalry or mm. sibling unhealthy childhood relationships. One of them could be the psychological state of parents at the time that the child was conceived or, or or, at the time of birth. For yeah. instance, if a, a child is born, I mean, I know, Sandy, um, where there are two children, actually there was a daughter and then an unborn child, mm. and who was later a child. This child was born a few days after dad was murdered. So, mom made a promise to herself that, uh, you know, she will raise this boy the way dad would have wanted this boy. Mm. But in the process, there was, uh, you know, he became the golden child because mom also in some way lost track of, you know, this is not just a reminder of my late husband. This is a son I need to raise. And that created a lot of problems because then he got away with a lot. So I think the psychological stage of parents are when the children enter their lives so one one possible cost factor. Yeah. Um, born out of race, you know, it could be very difficult to connect. Or oh, unwanted children, you know, when you know a a child, you know, came uh, into a family system when dad and mom were um, you know, completing were about to complete a degree or something, you know, um the birth order is another reason, you know. Um, if we look at, you know, um, other theorists and psychologists, um, there, there are certain expectations that uh, are tied or roles or, you know, um, thinking attached to your birth order. First generally are people who get a lot of attention in families. And when a second child enters the scene, it's very difficult, mm. you know, for them. To then leave the space because when you are a firstborn, I don't know about you. You know, I'm the eldest at home, and I remember moments where anything that I could do, if any milestone I see, if I learned to count from one to ten, every visitor got to know, you know, because I got to perform. And all of a sudden, a second child enters the scene, and you don't have the space. Or oh, mom now delays what you could get in five minutes. Mom is delaying because she's feeding a baby, you know. Mm. um, those kind of things can also make it difficult because then uh, and, uh, the first child could then be fighting for that sport life that she received, he or she received before the middle child entered the scene. And the middle child could, be, could have a resentment later in life because he felt bullied and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, there are a lot, and sadism is definitely one of those, one of the factors. Mm. Um, but I how well, one millennial has dealt with it and just nipped it in the back
1: yeah yeah um so that's really interesting right mentioning the parents sometimes as the cause factor and and i wonder if that was a factor for you that resulted in the unhealthy relationship you have with your siblings how far was the involvement of the parents and how much of all of that was orchestrated by them whether knowingly or unknowingly and i want you to share your own experiences do you have an unhealthy relationship with your siblings? You know, Have you tried to fix it? How have you fixed it? Or have you taken that tough decision of just removing yourself and ending the relationship and cutting them off? Yeah. So how have you dealt with it if you have that unhealthy relationship uh, with your siblings? And what would you say were the causes as well? Uh, Dr. Maboya mentions that the parents may often be the cause for various reasons. Uh, what, what was the cause factor in what led to your unhealthy relationship with your siblings. I'll take your calls shortly, uh, your WhatsApp voice notes as well. Dr. Maboya, so we've spoken about parents and, you know, what sometimes they do or what sometimes they go through that then leads to Mm. that kind of an unhealthy relationship. So if there's a parent listening to us and they're trying to figure out whether or not they could be doing exactly the same thing of either showing favoritism to one child or not giving as much attention to all of the children equally you know what are the signs to look out for so as a parent what should you be looking out for so you can determine whether or not in fact you are showing favoritism or you are contributing to what may be an unhealthy relationship between your children
0: right um Yes, maybe before I ask that, I mean, parents, as I said, could be unknowingly implicated, but there are other factors that do not involve parents. For instance, mental health, mm. a diagnosis of, of a sibling by a mental health condition, like an addiction, could cause a lot of strain in the family. You know, if, if we have a sibling who's struggling with some kind of substance abuse addiction, you know, some some you know siblings may begin to feel like he's, he or she's getting too much airtime And he or she is actually responsible for that mental health condition, which can cause a lot of tension and misunderstanding. So it's not just parents. And um, also, I think just one last factor, the unspoken expectations around siblings. Mm. I think, you know,
2: sometimes,
0: yeah, yeah, sometimes, and, and yeah, this is... Obviously, a conversation that we can have later in life as adults. I don't think we are capable of quite heading it around our teenagehood mm. uh, because the whole thing is still unfolding. But I think, you know, what What I now encourage people to do is, you know, if you are a firstborn and you are working with your own story or script of what a good enough firstborn does, check it with your siblings if that's the type of big sister or big brother they they want, you know, because there's no point saying, you know, I'm the elder sister, I'm the older uh, elder sibling, so I'm the deputy parent. Maybe your siblings need that, maybe your siblings don't need that. Because yeah. so there's love I language, right,
1: up. Dr. Mabo? We always talk about love languages when it comes to relationship. Mm-hmm. but I imagine even with you know, siblings, there's, I, I could expect my brother to be more protective over me than just give me money, for go. instance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the love language is also something else. But, yeah, the story, the scripting and the story I was telling about is just your expectation of what Mm. a firstborn should do Mm. and our expectation as siblings of what a lastborn can do. You know, in the meetings, he should be quiet. He's still a child. And you find that a lastborn, even at 27, is not allowed, you know, it's not allowed a voice in family system. So I think as siblings, we also need, as we get older, uh, be okay with opening those courageous you know conversations courageous in conversation could be uncomfortable conversations but that mm. are necessary yeah. right but to get back to your question how do you as a parent test you know whether you could be guilty of unintended favoritism or so forth mm. i think one easy way clement is just to check with your kids and it's very uncomfortable i'm a mother myself it's very very uncomfortable but i think two questions What am I doing, you know, that you'd like me to continue doing as a parent? And what am I doing that you, you know, you'd rather, if you could, you could change it. Mm. So I think those two questions could give us feedback as parents Mm. to just like gauge where we are.
1: Yeah, and and I suppose the tough thing about it is that requires communication. And it's one thing a lot of us struggle with. Um, and but you've got to do it um, because it's, that's going to solve necessary. it's very necessary let's go to to some calls now Dr. Maboya we've got okay. McDonald calling right. us from Rodeport McDonald good morning uh, good morning sir how are you I'm alright how's it
3: uh, I'm doing great thanks eh? go ahead yes uh, I just wanted to contribute on the topic because uh, I remember I almost find myself on that type of situation where uh, my parents were actually uh, speaking to me uh, exp- um, uh, explaining about my 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 other sibling, which is my sister, mm. uh, mentioning the fact that uh, my sister is not fair and there's things that she's doing that does that, that doesn't make them happy, mm. and therefore we shouldn't entertain her or take her serious, you know. Uh, and remember, my sister's not there when we're having that conversation, you know. So I had to control and protect my own sister because now if I have to entertain them, then it's going to create a conflict between myself and her. Mm. More especially that she's not even within the conversation, you know. So I had to face my parents just like that and say, you know what, you'd rather stop there and not continue. If you have a problem, rather talk to her rather than talking to me because I have nothing to, to to say to her because it it's actually going to take us to a conflict mm. that I'm entertaining them without her being present. Mm. So if you really because it has nothing to do with me and she's not doing this in front of me or either doing bad things to me, but yes. you see it as a bad thing towards you. So if you have it's a, this person, it's your child at the end of the day. So therefore, as a parent, rather sit your daughter down and talk to her.
2: Rather
3: mm-hmm. Uh, putting myself within the situation because at the end of the day, she's going to look at me in another eye. That why would I allow my parents to mm. speak with me without mm. her present, yeah. and then therefore I'm taking sides. So therefore, I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to cut this. Uh, you, you as parents, you rather have a conversation with her and lead me out of it, and lead the relationship that I have with my siblings because we have that mm. relationship, you know. Yeah. To a point. Uh. To to a point where I. I remember we are three at home and I'm the last one. So I usually bring my siblings down. And we were like, you know what, guys, we need to have a relationship and a solid relationship. We yeah. have to cover ourselves. No matter what happens, we need to stick by ourselves. Yeah. No one is, is going to stick uh, with us if we don't stick yeah. uh, amongst each other.
1: Yeah. Even if even if it means we are sticking together against these parents, <laughs> let's do it. But I like what you did, yeah, McDonald, yeah. because you you were like, uh-uh, this is going to be a problem. The sister is not oh. part of this conversation. And I don't oh. want it to ever come across as if we're ganging up against her or we're speaking about her, without her. And sometimes it's that responsibility we have as children to flag these things and say, no, mom, no, dad, that is not how we do this. Sit down with her or with him or with them and let's have a conversation like that as opposed to come gossip. And Tabi saying you are in Binoni. Good morning.
4: Uh, hi, Clement. Um, I'd like to say I suffered from male um, child syndrome. My... My siblings never liked me. Um, I don't know. My sister, just before my mom passed, they had a meeting. And my sister always said it was because my parents preferred me over her. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that. From where I looked at it, when I went to boarding school, Um, I got better things than when she went to boarding school, because that's what the examples that she gave.
2: Um,
4: But when my younger brother went to boarding school, he got better things, but it was a function of, my parents had gotten promotion, life had
2: improved at
4: home, and I didn't think of it as in, my younger brother got preference over me. I saw it for what it was, but for her, it was an issue where she would incite people in the family to not talk to me. It, it, It was bad, but as a result of that, I didn't want to have three kids. I didn't want to to want to be a middle child that they would feel in any way mm. terrible. But I tell my kids, they're still young. They're, they're 12 and 9. And I tell them constantly, I've never been a parent before. I don't have experience. There mm. is no... Parent book and they've never been children to anyone but i've been a child from someone yeah. what i want them to do when i'm wrong they need to let me know when they're wrong i will let them know mm. it's a conversation that we have because i don't know how they want to be loved and i don't know what they want when something happens i will ask do you want me to intervene do you want me to go confront the teacher or what or are you telling me that you it's it's a a conversation that you want someone to listen
2: yeah i Um, like that and and that's
4: Mm. uh, that's how i deal with it to avoid that thing where someone feels that they don't have room to come to me and say but mama you were wrong here
1: yes i feel like i yeah so uh, i i'm just i'm just interested to know if your sister did she raise this only with you or did she confront your mom to say, this is what I've picked up as a child, or is it an issue that she only addressed with you?
4: She never did. She actually never raised it with us. It's just, just before my mom passed away, um, my aunt called a meeting and she Mm. raised it then. But I felt my mom preferred her because my mom cared for her. Like, her salary extended to my mother's pocket. Mm. Um, for everything, she she was always needy in, in her support. She always needed that support, emotional support. She mm. always needed um, her her validation. She yeah. she even though it wasn't warranted, and yeah. we all saw this, and we would say to my mother, um, "But this is wrong. Uh, that you are now." She, she's not managing her finances well. And my mom would always give excuses. No, but her husband doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah. but he's not working by choice. He, he, yeah. he, he leaves work for whatever he wants. It's not mm-hmm. that he gets fired or he doesn't get a job or that kind of thing. So my mom preferred her. Um, because of her woundedness, my mom was nursing her woundedness. Yeah. All the time.
2: Got it.
1: Ntabi Singh and Benoni, thanks for sharing that with us. Dr. Maboye, you know, what I'm picking up now is, what if Ntabi Singh's sister knew that Ntabi Singh and the other sibling are busy telling their mom to stop that financial support, right? Or at the very least, at least let the other sister be accountable financially. And maybe that's what also made them think, made her think, you know, and, and create that unhealthy relationship. What I'm trying to understand is, as kids, mm-hmm. how do you resolve it then? Because often, it's not the kids who harbor this anger towards the parents. Mm-hmm. You are harboring the mm-hmm. anger towards the child who was favored the in this context. Of it, yeah, so the, how do the, you... Favors, yeah, as, yeah. If, as if it was yeah. their fault, that they were favored. Uh, so how do you deal yeah. with it?
0: Look, I think let's help parents as well, you know, um, in this conversation. Um I like how the first caller just maintained that. Look, I'm the sister. We have a, a sibling relationship. Uh, I'm, I'm his brother. I'm her brother. She's my sister. And you are parents. And you need, if you have something, you know, you need to address. So I like that emotional boundary because it's very important. And often we are dragged into. Uh, battles that do not belong to us. And, you know, a, a sacred relationship between a brother and a sister could be destroyed by being recruited because the first caller was being recruited to join the parents. Mm. Um, but I think to help, uh, what, what we need to do in this conversation, I think, Clement, we need to open up the, the, the dialogue, okay? Yeah. So yeah. in the first case and the second case, I would say perhaps uh, um, we could then instead of, because even with the second caller around the sister, Uh, Sorry, I didn't get the name. Um, um, Mm. But in the case of a sister, I don't think it's helpful to to say, no, I wasn't the favorite, you were the favorite. Mm. I don't think that dialogue is helpful. It doesn't open it up. Rather ask, you know, what did you see that that was done to me that you didn't get Mm. uh so let's not let's not deny people their truth and their experiences about Mm. not being favored but i think yeah uh, so that we open the dialogue so in the case of the, the, the the gentleman who called first i would have said parents what is it that you are unhappy with that i can perhaps help you you know because often the black sheep are the misunderstood children they are misunderstood because Maybe as a as a parent, I can relate to this child. You know, if I'm the eldest, if as a parent I was the eldest, I could relate better with the eldest child mm. or even the youngest child. Mm. So I think let's help parents and then and just open the conversation. And even those are grieved siblings. Let's open the conversation and say, okay, what do you think I got that you're not getting? But yeah, don't you think yeah. you are getting it? And aggrieved children also need to siblings need to remember. There's something about favoritism that cripples the favored, you know. Mm. Um, I think often we look at, I'm disadvantaged. I didn't get, they got more than I got. But in not getting more, I also have something that they don't have. I mean, for instance, um, yeah, I could, you know, one child could feel like, I didn't get all their attention because I was so smart and nobody really, everybody yeah. expected me to get an A. I didn't. But the child who got perhaps a lot of attention because they were D the average kind of uh, student yeah. could be crippled by that attention and not be able to mm. do things on her own yeah. or his own.
1: All right. Um, let's take the latest in our witness news headlines. And when we come back, uh, Dr. Maboy will continue from that point and take some more calls on WhatsApp voice notes. It's 11.31. Family matters. 25 minutes before 12 o'clock, we are discussing unhealthy sibling relationships on our Family Matters feature this morning. And I want to know if you have an unhealthy relationship with your sibling, then how have you tried to fix it? Have you tried to fix it? Masha, you're calling us from Johannesburg. Good morning.
5: Good morning, how are you?
1: Good, how's it?
5: Great. Mm, go ahead. Right, so I'm a firstborn in my family. Mm. Um, and from high school-ish, I was I took responsibility of my sibling. we five girls in total. Um, but I took responsibility of everything that happened in the house, from when they misbehaved to school-wise to making sure they were fed, the whole work. Um, and it got to a point where we, while I was disciplining one of my sisters, um, the, I say the fourth born was the favorite, and we all knew that because she was protected from my parents. She could do whatever she wants. She went out. She went sleeping out, doing everything, and when we, or when I disciplined her, she got protection from my parents. So we then distanced ourselves from her, and we left her sort of isolated, and there was always that friction between a lot of us especially with her, the four of us, and we left her out. So when anything happens, she'd be the last to know, because um, mm. we knew that had backup. And even with life, as we've all grown up, we always feel like we don't have that protection from our parents, whereas she does, and if there's anything we need, we fight. So we went to school, we got educated, we bought houses, we did a lot of things, because we knew we don't have that cushion for us to fail. And funny enough, our sister's the one that's struggling tremendously
2: yeah.
5: um, but we don't really feel sorry for her and we don't try and help her and stuff like that because we know she's got backup mm. she's got mm. our parents her sister she's got this she's got that and then she asks, guys can you please help us with this help me with this yeah we sort of were a bit reluctant we do it as a like a last option because we always feel like well yeah. if you've got parents is that causing that tension in. it did cause a lot of tension between us because it was the four siblings against the one or four siblings against the three, which is the parents. So she had more than we felt, she had more at an advantage, whereas us, we didn't.
2: Mm. And
5: she's the one that's struggling now in life, but we don't really feel, we sort of, we still go back to the saying of, but you've, you've got backup, so you had an opportunity to go far and do things, and you didn't. Because yeah. when we asked to do certain things, or we wanted to do things, we were always like banned and we were always uh, limited and restricted. Whereas she was allowed to do certain like sleeping out at night Mm. and come back the next morning. I mean, I, I couldn't even do that the way it was strictly with me. Yeah. I mean, she did it and I'm like, this is nonsense. She's like, no. My mother's like, no, it's fine. I'll deal with her. Mm. Don't be harsh on her. And you're like,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> That's how we do uh, Yeah, here. but also, Masha, I mean, you know, parenting and parents also evolve. Like, I mean, I, when I look at my mom yes. and how she raised me compared to how she's raising my younger sister, it really shocks me because she's almost a different person but in a good way you know i mean she's more closer to my sister she's more vulnerable with my sister she allows her to do things we couldn't do and i just think it's because parents also evolve and their parenting styles also evolve over time
5: i agree but we're Mm -hmm. not very far apart i think we like two years, three years apart. Oh, okay. And from the firstborn to the last born, I think it's about ten years different.
2: Yeah. But no, even with
5: you. the last born, she is mm. not as mm. she was not as gentle and as opening and welcoming. She was very strict with the last one. Yeah. But yeah. the second last one she was very, very accommodating. Yeah. Whatever she did, she could do. She got away with murder. Oh, and yeah. we looked at this and we we're like, okay, let's mm. stand together against this.
1: Oof, okay, Masha and Jobek, thanks. Oh, Dr. Maboye, that's where it gets complicated, right? When now there's, there are groupings now of, okay, we believe this is the way to go and we are against that group. And and I know I can almost anticipate what you're going to say, that this can be resolved by communication, what you've been saying, that open up the dialogue. Yeah. Look, I
0: think the other thing is when you see permissive parents, uh, which sounds like that's, you know, the situation, you, there's, there's often a story that is riddled with guilt, okay? So there, 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 there is a story. I don't know what the story is, but if if I had an opportunity to meet the parents, um, there will be a story or there will be fear. In that story, there'll be fear. I mean, I know my sister was very sickly um, as a baby, and mom got extremely protective because she was a sickly baby and I wasn't. So, yeah, in the eyes of, in, in my eyes as a child, it looked like she's favored. She's getting a lot of airtime. But mom was very scared of losing her. She almost, you know, they almost lost her. So I, in this case, I'll say, you know, I think we need to um, assume that there could be a story. And I'd rather go to the to the parents and find out, you know, yeah, but our parents don't talk. That's another thing, even if you engage them, you know, but an aunt may be able to give a clue, you know, somebody who's closer to the situation. Um, but, I mean, that anger, I mean, that she's experienced, it also displays anger. That should be directed at the parents, I feel, you know. Um, I, yeah, so my heart also goes out to her because she didn't ask for parents to be permissive mm. uh, where she's concerned. And she's being punished for something that the parents... So there is an unspoken um, story here that needs to yeah. to rather be investigated. Even yeah. if it's not going to come out from parents, somebody in the assembly mm. will have a clue. But
1: how conscious and aware do we need to be, Dr. Maboya, of just parents and their parenting style evolving? Because what I'm picking up is we've got a tendency of looking at how we were raised, how parents dealt with specific Mm. issues around us, and we're comparing it to how they are raising the younger ones or how they're dealing with specific situations around the younger ones. But, I mean, it's a reality. As a parent, you are going to evolve. And even the way that you exercise your parenting is going to change as well. And maybe as children... You know, especially when we get to an age where we understand these things, it's important to be aware of that because that Mm -hmm. then eliminates that scenario where we constantly say, oh, they are being treated this way. I was treated this way. Then this person must be more favored when actually it's just the parents who have evolved and the parenting styles have evolved.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, that's the point I made about around the causes. I think the 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 climate of the family, which could be the financial climate, when I'm born, when there's a lot of financial pressure, uh, which the you know the the second caller indicated. You know, it may be different when you enter and things are a bit stable uh, financially. But I think the, the 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 one thing to be mindful of, Clement, is. Um, I think the point I want to make is, um, at the risk of finding like I'm pounding my own uh, work, I started doing online parenting, you know, in 2020, online parenting workshops, because mm. I realized I hear this thing of, I don't know, I, if my child didn't come with a manual, but the truth is there's information out there that we can put together, you know, if we, you know, with some conversations from people in my profession, that we can develop that manual. So it's It's true that the children did not arrive with a manual, but it's also true that we can mm-hmm. we can engage in conversations with professionals to to design that manual yeah. um that will help us respond to the children's needs where you know in, 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 in to, uh, to try and answer your the, the other question um I think it's important that we go back and reflect obviously on our childhood and our upbringing. But instead of targeting those that got more than us or got less than us, we need to rather come to psychotherapy and say, "What did I not get in my childhood that I needed? What mm. did I not get in my in my? What my, did my parents? What did my parents? What what could my parents not do? Okay, it's difficult, difficult speaking English in on Monday and Friday. Yeah. My
2: brain <laughs> is still thinking in
0: but I hope I make sense. So you do. Uh, it is, yeah. It is about just as Clement stopping and say, "What did I need that mom could not give me? What did I need? What dad could not give me?" Yeah. And that's the beauty of psychotherapy. Then you come and you learn to give yourself what you need instead of being angry with an other person and alienating another person. Because family spaces are spaces that are meant to prepare us to function in the adult world, isn't it? Yes. I mean, if we resolve, if we learn conflict handling skills in family situations. Whether with our parents and, and 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 siblings, we are going to be better yeah. partners, you know, with strangers or better employees or better mm. businesses. So it's a very important space. So yeah, I, I think we should rather look at how we, what we, what we received, what we didn't receive, and how can we give ourselves yeah. what we did not get.
1: Okay, it's fifteen minutes before twelve o'clock. When we come back. Um, we'll, I, I would want us to, to also look at the long-term effects of the toxic sibling relationship in the family because families are becoming dysfunctional because now it's yeah it's either you're with them you're with, with me. And sometimes parents are forced now to choose and that breaks down um, family structures. So we'll get into that, but also continue with your experiences on the WhatsApp line and on the telephone line.
5: 702 Family Matters
1: 30 minutes before 12 o'clock. Let's continue with your calls and let's start with the WhatsApps and then we'll go back to the calls.
2: It's
4: always amazing how much you realize in retrospect and um, when I was staying up in Johannesburg with my mom, I would listen to her talking to my brother over her computer doing the Skype call or whatever and then how she spoke to me and then I also managed to see how she was with my sister and this was as we were uh, all adults And it was just amazing to me how my mother treated each one of us differently and was a different person for each of her children. It was basically because we may have needed a different person, Mm. but as she got older, she used to manipulate through her methods of communication where she might have even been playing us up against each other, which I found quite interesting to discover.
1: Mm. Wow. Um, Interesting observation. Another WhatsApp here says, Hi, Clement. I do have a relationship with my brother. When growing up, my mother used to favor him and still does now. He would steal and take my things without my permission. When I complained to my mom, she would just say that I must take better care of my stuff and he was never reprimanded at all. I would lock my bedroom, but he would then dismantle the handle to go into my room. Still, my mother wouldn't do anything about it. As a result, I hate my brother and resent my mom for this. Needless to say that my brother is now forty years old and still dependent on my mother and stays at home. He doesn't expect my mum he doesn't respect my mum at all. I'm just a cash cow to my mom. I do it out of obligation sure um that's a message from from anonymous. another person says clement uh, um my grandfather discriminated against my cousins and their parents till he died. I was the only one who was his favorite. This was very drastic and unfair to them. I'm the youngest of all the siblings. I'm an adult now with no parents. The hate I receive is breaking me and the disrespect is transparent. I choose to make way for it so we don't end up in a physical fight. Another message from Anonymous says, My sister hates our father and cannot articulate any reason for it. She goes out of her way to hurt him. I love our father. And do all to protect him as a result, I cannot relate with my sister due to her hate for our father. I made the decision because we cannot even have a conversation with her, not speaking bad of my father, and that annoys me. So I choose our father over my sister uh Let me read maybe two more. Clement, this topic is so true. My younger siblings um have issues with me. I don't know what I've ever done to them. Uh, But my sister suddenly had this streak of jealousy. However, I've decided to let her go and just release her out of my life. She's always thought of me as the favorite child. Uh, That's a message from Anonymous. Uh, Let me read this last one before I go back to the calls. Clement, I'm a sibling to two sisters who can't stand each other. I've tried intervening, but nothing has worked. My parents said they gave up trying because nothing is working with these two. It puts me in a difficult position since being with one seems like a betrayal to the other. It affects our kids as well. It's such a sad thing to watch. That's another message from Anonymous. Um, Dr. Maboy, maybe reflect on that before we take the next call. Who? Um, The impact of these sure. tensions, of these toxic sibling relationships just in the wider family structure... Mm. Cause now you've mm-hmm. got people who say, when I try to intervene, I'm seen as though I'm choosing sides, and you are never. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult for you to be neutral because someone is always going to see you as being with the other side and not them.
2: Mhm, mhm,
0: and that is why in those type of uh, situations we need to talk about: Can we all choose peace? You know, is it possible? You know, those kind of dialogue. Instead of, because it's very easy to be accused of choosing sides, you know, sides. But if I were to have a, a dialogue with them, I will recruit, you know, the family members in the, in the situations of three sisters and a brother. I'd like, is it possible for us to prioritize peace? So let's find something that we all want and happiness and talk about why, what would be the benefit of us having peace in this family, you know, um, instead of. Uh, still, ch- you know, ch- uh, yeah, it, 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 then you won't be accused yeah. because we are all working towards peace. And if we choose peace in the family and harmony, mm-hmm. not necessarily being besties, we are also in a better position to then start looking at ourselves to say, the second step would be, what is it that I do that threatens the peace between yeah. my, my relationship with my sister? So we, we, we will be in a better position to start introspecting. And step three, what do I need to continue doing that protect the peace? So those will be the three steps that I will take. That certainly, mm. um, uh, yeah. So that it's not about choosing dad or choosing, choosing you know a, a sister over dad's relationship. Yeah, so yeah. this didn't take time, but I mean you know people when they're in pain, we handle with pain differently. Mm. Um, yeah, and. Okay. And I mean, yeah. So that, yeah. But I mean, all for just the last comment on the, the the voice note around mom controlling siblings. Mm. I think it's sad when people, when parents confuse love with power and control. I think it's very sad, and mm. you can hear the damaging effects.
1: Absolutely, TK. You calling us from Johannesburg? Good morning. Morning, morning. How are you? Sure. Good. How's it? Yes,
3: I'm fine. How are you?
1: Mm, go ahead.
3: Yes. Um the thing I wanted to say, um, you know, I think it's a natural thing. I'm not saying it's healthy, but uh, um it becomes more natural, especially let's say a parent has got uh parents has got what three or four children. You'll find out that a parent is a a soft spot.
1: Oh. What happened there? We've just lost TK um we'll try re-establish that line with tk let's go to Mbali in orchards in pretoria Mbali, go ahead good morning
6: hi good morning Clement. how are you
1: sharp, sharp how's it
6: i'm good uh, what i wanted to say i know there's not there's not much uh, enough time but i wanted to say in every fight with the siblings try to look for that silver lining and make sure that above everything just spread the love I don't have parents. I buried all my parents. Mm. I buried all my siblings. And every year, no matter how long they've been gone, the last one was buried. Uh, I found him dead. They they married him, Mm. uh, I think it was in 2018. Mm. Ever since, I still celebrate their birthdays. And I have now realized how important it is to love one another when we are still together. Because Mm. once one of you leaves, you you, you, you you remain with that hole in your heart, full of regrets to say, maybe I should have been a better person. You don't want to live like that your whole life. I'm just glad God blessed us with a family where we were taught love. And mm. there was never a time where we, we, you know, we expressed a feeling of not wanting one another. We always yeah. supported one another.
1: Yeah, and it's, oh, thank you for that, Baling, because... And don't they say that, you know, you value something more when it's gone? And, and maybe it's important that while you still have it, show appreciation and try all you can um, to, to sort out the issues. Here's a voice note that's also come through. Good morning, Clement. Uh, what a great show. I just wanted to ask your guest there, how do you handle a situation whereby we grew up as siblings very, with very close relationships, loving each other? But as soon as I got married, My, all my siblings started not to like me because of my partner, uh, because of them and my partner's relationship. I mean, how do you deal with such kind of situation so that my siblings can understand? Ooh, yeah. So, Kimako, doctor my boy. So, we've got, we've got, we've got 20 seconds. So, how would you advise this listener?
0: Listen, I say to them, um, please remember when you enter a family space, um, help the family retain the peace and the happiness. Look for ways um, to enhance that rather than be divisive. So let's look at our mouth. Because it's both, you know, daughters Mm -hmm. and son in laws Let's look at when you are, you know, a a stranger in a family, look at how you can help them connect peacefully rather than, yeah.
1: Mm, no, Doctor. Um, being divisive. Yeah, Doctor Dimakatsomaboy, you've been great um, this hour. She's a clinical psychologist. Thank you so much for guiding us through this important discussion.